Hello and welcome to the 55.1 podcast, a special Minnesota Aurora edition. This is usually a podcast about Minnesota United and then Minnesota soccer more generally. Uh, I am one of the co-founders of Minnesota Aurora, which is one of the reasons why I try not to overly talk about the team here. I try to like leave space for other media to really cover it and talk about it and interview people. But we're coming into this big weekend or Thursday is our home opener, the inaugural Minnesota Aurora game, and it's pretty damn exciting. It looks like it's going to be a sellout as of probably the time you listen to this. And um, and we also come into it without a real sense of like, who are the good players on this team? What are the narratives I should think about? Because honestly, like to me, even most of these players are completely brand new. So here we are. We're going to do this podcast and kind of give an overview of who is on this team, what the team will look like, and what this season in general will look like in the brand new W League, brand new Minnesota Aurora. And um, we'll see you out there at some of these games. If you can't make it to the home opener, definitely find one of these other games and, and come out, buy season tickets. Bring uh, friends, uh, bring your grandma, bring your grandma's friends, and uh, it should be a blast. Thanks for listening. Matt Pravatsky, director of soccer for Minnesota Aurora FC, one of the co-founders, um, also good friend of mine and our podcast friends here, and good friend of, of America and Minnesota and the Twin Cities. Um, hey, dude, how are you, Matt? Uh, I'm just, I'm doing great. I'm just, as you said, being a good friend of America, yeah. um, obviously. So just, just thriving over here. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of in. It, it's kind of incredible. We're already to opening week. Sort of, kind of wild to think about that. Um, we are we are talking about this opening week, and just just for the the record of um, two dudes talking about women's soccer, um, we decided that talking about doing a preview and talking about the players, it'd be better for you to do this rather than one of our uh, female coaches, who, frankly, I would just much rather talk soccer with. You're like yes. fourth on that list, a really as high I, fourth. But as I as I tell most people, um, they they actually know about soccer, and I tweet about soccer. That's yeah. how, that's how I divide the line. But there's but a yeah. Re- yeah, so there's there's a reason this is the two dudes talking about it because uh, we we don't want head coach Nicole Lukic uh, um, saying which players she's excited about and not excited about and things. Right. But the. She, they, the coaches, the coaches need to keep uh, <laughs> some tricks in the bag. They, need, they, we, yeah. as much as we're excited about the um, the fan experience for the opener, it also is a uh, a competitive game that we want to win. So, yeah. Carrie, everyone over at Green Bay, we know you're listening. You're trying to get these these hints. We're not going to give stuff away for you. It's gonna it's gonna be a competitive match. Yeah, the uh, the six player back line that we're going to be using. It's going to be innovative. Um, but uh, the, the main reason we wanted to talk is that, um, so many people have like messaged me and even just things of like, um, what player should I get on, on my authentic kit? Right. Like who should I be excited? I don't know any of these players, right. They're all so new to me. And so that's what we're doing. You and I, you, you've been at practice most days. I've been out at practice a little bit. So I have a sense of who, um, you know, I saw 
um, making a really good run uh, down the line. That, right. Like today, after afterwards, I was like, hey, man, uh, it looks like um, Jill Bennett is really fast on the wing. And so it was like, that was my observation of the day. Um, yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Let's start with this this first part, which is, um, give us the the general outline of how the team's going to be set up. Uh, you know what 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 should we expect? Do we expect like a a four four two or 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 what? How do we? What are the principles? I think the the story I love to tell is you know Wes when we had that interview where uh, you know there was one one in person interview we did with some head coach candidates and during Nicole's. Uh, interview, the phrase she used was, I'd rather win a game 10 to 7 than 1 to 0. And all of us at the table just sort of like mm-hmm. burst out laughing because yep. I've never heard anyone use double digit goal totals <laughs> in a soccer answer before. And so, so fans do, should expect a 10 to 10, uh, 10 goals this first game. I think, yeah, let's set that bar and then uh, Nicole can get really mad at us after that. I think, I mean, honestly, I do think they're going to attack. I think it's going to be an attacking group. I think um, I think they're still, you know, settling on the formation. It's been fun to watch a couple of the internal scrimmages. Um, for folks who weren't able to go, there was a, you know, a small preview event where a few hundred folks who are both community owners and season ticket holders showed up and watched us sort of do an internal team scrimmage. Um, and then there's been some other sort of internal non-public scrimmage um, chances to sort of see how the team looks. And I think they are still, you know, tweaking the the formation. So I don't know that there's a, you know, a, a final formal, you know, one that we could list, but I think it's, it's a really interesting mix of players, you know, building a team from scratch is sort of nuts. It's like, yeah. you know, figuring out what core principles you have, but then how does it work with your players? And then how does that turn into a formation? So I think you'll see, no matter what the formation is, I think you'll see players getting forward. I think you should not be shocked if, like, folks on the back line are productive offensively. Like, that's one thing I would say, too. Like, there are some defensive players who can just absolutely finish. Like, they they just have a nice, that nice thud you hear on the ball, like, in finishing. Like, some of the nicest finishing attempts I've seen have actually been from some random like center back just steps up and I'm like, Whoa, okay. So I think you can expect an attacking um, brand, no matter what the formation. And I think the formation might tweak a bit as sort of players settle in. Yeah. um, I I guess we should ask just how did the, um, the process go for getting these players? Because we've got some who are the Minnesota players and we can talk about them and, and, much more on your radar, on um, Nicole's radar, et cetera. And then we've got, um, uh, help me with some pronunciation here, but Shelby. Yep. Hoppo. Yep. From, Hoppo. Shelby from Hoppo is from Hawaii. Just, just showed up fre- minty fresh off the flight from Hawaii last night. Um, we've got players, these players from Utah, et cetera. Mm-hmm. How did these players get put together for this inaugural yeah. roster? It was, yeah, so really early on, you know, Nicole got hired as the head coach and and she and I were putting our heads together because at the time, you know, we hadn't hired her assistants yet. And so for, for one short period of time at the beginning, it was Nicole and I brainstorming, getting, you know, getting brainstorm ideas from, you know, maybe founders and board members who have soccer connections locally, like Andrea Carol Frank and Elisa Vicuña and, and other folks. And it was really sort of like building that target list and then having those initial conversations. And so, um, you know, not surprisingly, 
you know, my background in covering Minnesota women's soccer means that I was much more aware of anyone with Minnesota ties. And so if you see folks on the roster who have a Minnesota connection, you know, you can sort of make assumptions about maybe they were someone I threw on there. And then our coaching staff just has a really interesting mix of experiences. You know, Nicole works for the Rush Soccer Club and helped lead the Rush Select program, which is sort of like their all-star type. Um, yeah, tell, tell listeners what Rush uh, is, because if they're not, yeah. so if they're in the youth soccer world, they know what Rush is, but, uh, but some yeah. of them won't. Yeah. So Nicole, I mean, Nicole um, has had multiple different coaching roles in her coaching career. Um, and she, part of her most recent role at, at was with Rush Select and there's a Rush Twin Cities club that's based up in Blaine now. Um, but Rush Select is Rush in general is this huge national, if not international um, sort of umbrella club organization. And so Rush Select is this program where, you know, top players from each Rush branch or each each local club within Rush sort of go to these um, select events and, you know, compete. And she was always building the rosters for those select events. And so that meant necessarily she had a real national scope. And so, you know, she has all these connections across the country because she either, you know, coached a random kid who happened to have been from Colorado or Hawaii or um, some other place. Um, and then she also meets tons of coaches that way. So her mm. coaching network is much more and player pool is much more national because of that. Um, and then, you know, Jenny Clark, who is a former gopher and was an All-American and played pro and she's one of the assistants. She most recently coached out in Utah with another former gopher, Molly Rouse. And so the Utah talent pool, I, I believe, is almost entirely based on Jenny Clark's um, experience there. Jill Bennett literally played for Jenny at what is now Utah Tech. But then the other Utah players were just on Jenny's radar that way. Mm -hmm. Um and then Jen Larrick has coached in the Mayak in the Twin Cities. And so she had a lot of tie-ins to, you know, local Minnesota talent as well. So then let's uh, let's go through the the roster to kind of help um, help give kind of fans a, a sense of who will, they'll be watching. Obviously, we still don't know. I don't I don't even think head coach Nicole knows who's playing uh, this Thursday, maybe as an idea of some. Uh, most of it, but at least like getting a sense of like who the players that we can watch out for and, and what's interesting. I'll I'll actually yeah. start at the back and and move up. We have uh, four rostered goalkeepers. Um, the the youngest being still uh, just just finished um, her junior year uh, at Edina High School. So um, Bayless Flynn, who did uh, who modeled with us. So I've actually uh, chatted with her a bit. Uh, modeled the uh, the goalkeeper kits for us. Then we've got um, Taylor Kane, Olivia Groutman, and Sarah Fuller, who quite obviously is the the biggest name here, biggest name on the team, way bigger than anyone else involved <laughs> on it. Um, so what um, with four goalkeepers and an extremely short season, you mm -hmm. should say like we're probably going to see a lot of rotation of the goalkeepers, even if we had one player who was the by far the best goalkeeper. Right, we're going to see that rotated a bit is that is that a correct assumption i think i think honestly the highest odds for that to happen is if the rest of the team you know puts up enough goals to sort of create that flexibility so i think i think you will see some rotation um basically at every position group in part because these summer seasons are really really short really tight we're going to have huge road trips where like there's a lot of wear and tear just in general too 
Um, so it's a lot about the maintenance factor. So I think you'll see some rotation. I don't think, you know, folks should be too surprised if they, if they see the, the tall imposing presence of Sarah Fuller out there, uh, maybe most, you know, she's, she's looked really, she's been such a leader early on with the roster and she just immediately has a presence of, you know, she has so much life experience just as a highly visible individual, someone who's dealt with pressure, you know, a million different ways, as you said, pressure that none of the rest of us have felt. Mm -hmm. So she immediately has had that kind of leadership that I think is translated onto the field too, because, you know, her personality just is that way. You know, she's just sort of anywhere she goes, she's super noticeable. She's like six foot three, like you. She's six three. I don't know. I'm guessing she's very tall. Yeah. She's, she's like, as a as a giant myself, I was in, I was impressed with how how tall she is, um, and she and I've also noticed that just from the little bit of time I've spent with her and spent around with her around other players, um, how th- she is definitely looked at as like the the senior, the 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 boss lady there, right? Like, and and she's really cool about it. Is not like, um, I think she's been extremely yeah. pleasant when I've when she- I've chatted with her. So I'm. I'm she's she's honestly just like an incredibly nice and incredibly cool person. Like you just interact with her and she's yeah. just, she's super kind, but because she's so visible, she's also just like very well-spoken and she's just seems incredibly thoughtful. And so, yeah, I think it has come across as it's been fun to see some of these older players take on those leadership roles because we have players as young as 16. We have a lot of players who are, you know, 18, 19. And then we have these players who are more into their twenties, which is, I think a huge, huge, huge benefit um, yeah. to add that, you know, that maturity there. And then we've got um, Olivia Groutman plays locally at St. Thomas yeah. and um, yeah. Taylor Kane came, came out from California. Anything yeah. to add about the the rest of the goalkeeping crew here? I mean, anyone who watched St. Thomas last fall knows that Olivia can just like, she can stop shots. I mean, like they were getting a lot of, you know, St. Thomas's first D1 season, they were in the Summit League. She's just a really good shot stopper. You know, she's, um, so she's super competent back there. Um, Taylor Kane came to our first tryout. She flew here from California and she and her dad were here and she just showed super well um, really early on. And so, She's, you know, she has like an absurd, it's like a 93% safe percentage. Some just like bonkers number out for mm. Pittsburgh um, in, in California. So a top D3 program. And, um, and then Bayless is like this super aggressive off the back line sweeper keeper, you know, just, she's probably only like maybe five, six, like five, five. I, I can't tell. But I can't she, tell you because know, she, she, I always see her next to Sarah. <laughs> And so it's a a super, it's a super fun keeper group. And, you know, the team in general, the coaches have just been super wowed by like how good of people all of these women are just like, they're just really great teammates. Like everyone's dialed in. And so that's a huge help because when you start the team from scratch and so, yeah, the keepers have a really good mix and, you know, Cassie Ulrich is the the keeper coach. Um, She played D1 down at New Mexico. She coaches a, a, a juke card in, in Utah um, and she's been, she's been a stud. We were light on keepers one day in training and she hopped in and she was the second keeper and she made like a bonkers top 90 save. So she still has some chops. She has some chops. I mean, if injuries keep plaguing us, then, um, let's talk about the defenders here on at least what I've updated on the website. There's, uh, nine of them, but mm-hmm. I don't know actually what's we we've, there's a lot of it came fast and furious. And so I think that yeah. we're mostly up to date here. Um, take me through 
some of the people who stand out um, who, yeah. who we can talk and explain about them? It was, you know, the first day of training I met uh, Kelsey and Addy, our college teammates. Um, it's Kelsey Kafusi and Addison Simons. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they play at Utah State together. So they like literally are a center back pairing, like ready made. And so the first few days of training, you saw them playing next to each other. And they're both just like absurdly consistent. Like they mm -hmm. both can do a really good recovery run. Both of them can also move forward and like rip a shot. And so like the first time you see them, you're just like, okay, well, they're just, these are ballers. Like these, they can just, they can ball right away. And then I'm a um, big fan of uh center back thunder bastards. So um, there's um, going to be, yeah. there, there's going to be, there will be some bangers. There will be some bangers <laughs> from the squad. Um, And then, uh, Rachel Preston is a, is a jackrabbit. She plays in South Dakota state. She's a Lakeville um, local. She and Ryan Hansen, who we'll talk about later, are both play at South Dakota state, which is a, you know, a top summit league team. Um, she looks really good, you know, back there. There's, uh, there's other folks I think who could, who could serve, who could survive at center back and who could play center back. Um, but those, those three, you know, seem like sort of the most natural. I think you've seen, um, Mayu has gotten some random minutes back there, but she's just so talented. Mayu uh, Inakawa, she's heading down to Southern Methodist. She's she's the really talented Japanese international who happened to land at you know Iowa Western Community College. And yeah, I and if there's if there's any um, native Japanese speakers who want to hang out with Mayu, yeah, the, the same thing will go with uh, any Korean. Uh, Korean fans uh, who want to hang out with Cha, I think that they're, um, they're yeah <laughs> finding finding some connections to make them feel uh, at home would, would be helpful. Reach out, reach out. Yeah, yeah, DM Wes and I. Um, and so, yeah, the back line uh, probably one of the also one of the more known names for Minnesota fans, Kenzie Langdock. You know, played for the U for five years. She's just an absolute absolute baller um she has an, a really really great right foot from distance so she can work down the field and just send in a big cross she can she had a couple of insane highlight goals for the gophers last fall one that went particularly viral i think against illinois um and she's just absolutely great you know she did her fifth year at the u so she's an older player she'll look really good um Mariah Wynn, who was at Bemidji State, recently announced that she's transferring to St. Thomas. She uh, she's super super athletic. She'll play, you know, some left back. I think she could also be kind of like a winger. Like she's just her motor is nonstop. She's like has you know she's probably never been tired in her entire life. Like she just can go go go. Um, Abby Ostrom is from just finished at the University of South Dakota, where she was playing for. Uh, one of their assistant coaches is a gopher, Maddie Gaffney. And Ostrom is just, she's just, she can play some left back. She can look good back there. Um, oh, Abby Ostrom. Yeah. She's not on the roster yet. Cause I was confused when we did um, the, the gif filming the other day. I'm sure we'll use this gif a lot. She had the absolute best bitch face. I was asking him to do the, uh, to do, I wanted some gifts of them, like doing the point to the, to the crest. And she has, a, she like just arched her eyebrow in this way that was like, Whoa, I'm going to, the sort of F you look at the, yeah, badge. it was good. So, um, yeah. if, if nothing else, Abby's got that in her back pocket and she's, she's, <laughs> she's got that locked and loaded, ready, ready to rock. And then, uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, 
Mayu can play. I think probably you could put her anywhere on the field, but she might. She I could see her playing some back there. Yelena Zbilic, who's who's a Minnesotan who went to the University of Illinois Chicago. Um, she could survive, you know, she could play some minutes at outside back, but she could play anywhere. So you might see her, you know, anywhere. She's she's super Serbian. She had like her her full like extended Serbian family at the Gopher game when UIC played at Minnesota last fall. And it's like the most adorable aunt and uncle network you, you'll ever see. They're just like all the itches. And I say that as a Pravratsky, so I can I can I can show some love there. But um it's just a really good group. I think, you know, the the element that we're just now going to start seeing more of is the rap triplets. So yeah, the, uh, the, the band Heim has joined the team. Yeah. yeah. We have the, we have the Colorado version of Heim coming our way. So Rami rap, uh, Eli rap and cat rap, they'll be coming in. They're all, you know, soon to be D one players. They just graduated. They just wrapped, you know, their, their high school, uh, soccer tournament in Colorado soccer's in the spring. So they're coming into town and all three of them, I think could be rotation, um, contributors and including maybe at, at, on the back line somewhere. So I think we're waiting to see how they look when they settle in, you know, they have all of <laughs> two, two days, two days to, right. To get ready. No, no pressure on this. Yep. Jump yeah, on no, in. No pressure wraps. Um, yeah. And I will say back to Kenzie Langdock, the, she's been one of the ones that I think that you've been recommending to people of, of jerseys. Like, yeah, there's no going on with Ken's. Ken's also yeah. has a, is among the, the gopher players with a scooter. And, um, yeah. I, I saw, uh, Kenzie leaving the, um, the 1 PM makeup Minnesota United game the other day. Cause she like scooted on by and like yelled out to me. So we're buddies now. Um, the scooter, yeah, the scooter vibes are very strong at the U it's, it's scooter town USA for sure. <laughs> So let's let's talk about the the midfield, um, particularly the center core. But because um, mm-hmm. once we talk about the wings, it's more about the attacking unit. We've got um, a few people here. I I think one of the players who stood out the most to you and me, or at least to me when I'm watching, is the person the player who's going to seem like the number ten, um, Sangmin Cha, the South mm-hmm. Korean international. Mm-hmm. Um, she just is really good at soccer. I mean, yeah. it's one of one of the players who, like, you look at the technical ability and the the movement. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, she's she's really good. Yeah, I as I, when I talk about Cha and I talk to other like board members or Aurora people, I'm like, she's just pure fan bait. Like, she's just she's super technical, great with the ball at her feet. She's like can finish with some like cheeky finishes out of the air. Like, she just seems so confident and her movement seems so intentional you know it's like one of those you just they really feel like they're going where they need to be and so i think she's going to have some really fun combination play you know once they you know the team only really has been training for a couple weeks like by the time they can build some chemistry i think you're going to see cha as a part of a lot of fun sort of give and go tick attack type type stuff um yeah, Cha is going to be – the fans are going to absolutely eat up, eat her up because her game is just so um, so entertaining. And then, yeah, I mean, the rest of the mids, it's it's a lot of flexibility, I think, of where folks can live. You know, I think players like Morgan Stone, um, who's from Boise State, has played, you know, 50 games in, in her college career out in, uh, out in the mountain region. Um, she's just – super solid as as sort of like a big imposing sort of holding mid but she also likes to get forward she 
she had a shot on the crossbar that just like it like shakes you you know like that that just that like contact that whack um and so i think she's going to be super dangerous sort of um in that it's somewhere in a central role and then we mentioned mayu earlier i think she could she can do stuff in the midfield all of the wraps you know could theoretically take some of those to a four three three with the uh the the triple wrap uh pivot for the for the sake of their parents' scrapbooks alone, that probably needs to happen. We need to get you this, know tell Nicole. This team is big on narratives, man. We run on <laughs> vibes and narratives. Very little <laughs> tactics. That's why Nicole yeah. like, lets us uh, do all the all the tactical preparation. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, she usually checks with us about the about <laughs> tactical pieces. Obviously, direct line from the. Twitter How do you think group. this would play on WCCO? That's what she she uh-huh. asks that a lot at our meetings. Yeah, actually, yeah. I never meet with just for the all seriousness i never meet with anyone in the sporting side i barely know anything about the team other than what the merch is going to look like uh and setting up the website and um how the vibes are going that's about it so we do we do a pretty good job now of uh delegating our our tasks it's like how i have no idea what's going on with merch truly exactly Uh, so but the midfield has a there's a ton of other folks who can who can contribute and will be players there. You know, Lydia Rupert is uh a local kid. She's just she came in through one of the tryouts. She's just absolutely great. You know, at her best, she can hit just absolute bangers from outside. She's you know, she's good technically, she has good movement. Um Ari Del Moral played at the Gophers and then played one year at St. Cloud State. Like she's just a great um technical, like central midfielder. She'll definitely you know, see minutes. Shelby, you know, who's who's from Hawaii, we mentioned. She came in and she's like, she hasn't even gone to college yet. And you see her and it looks like she's been in the strength program for like three years. Like she just looks like game ready. Um, I could see her, you know, playing. Does she does uh, she have um real surfer vibes? Did you chat with her at all? She gave I talked to her, she gave moderate island vibes. Yeah. Okay. She had she had like a little bit of a surf a surf vibe um in terms of her dialect and stuff. I think she's gonna be people are gonna love to maybe try and like island up like think of some island chants think of some island cheers because she she could be she could be fun she could be a fun one um and then yeah i think you know a lot of a lot of some of the other players who are maybe sort of attackers might might end up playing sort of outside and you know do you call them a wing do you call them a mid what what do you call them or sort of like if you're a high 10, are you sort of a false nine, whatever a, a nerdy over obsessed soccer person would think, but there's, you know, a lot of, we mentioned Cha earlier. She's definitely being that midfield role, the rap, the rap trips. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Let's talk about the attack. Um, one of the other members of the attack that, that I know because she was part of the um, inaugural photo shoot mm-hmm. is um, Christelle Yiwa. Am I yeah, yeah. I even yeah. yeah. We're gonna we are gonna do a pronunciation guide that's on our list of things to do, but it's been a we've only had the players here for like a week and a half. So it's a good reminder that I need to actually get those recordings tomorrow. Yeah. We're really giving people behind the scenes. Look, yeah. Look, man, the first game is in a few days and there's a lot to do. Um, but Christelle is first of all gonna be a dentist. Um uh-huh. so I know that Ravantala has already worked on a lot of teeth chants. Yes. Um, but uh, also is super fun to chat with. Uh-huh. Also has, like, when you ask her to put on, like, give me, like, some attitude, she, like, real. I mean, you already saw it with the photo shoot, but for some gifts we were doing, it's like, man, 
Like a few of the players really can pull out that kind of like, I was like, yeah. give me some mega bitch. And she like, she's got it. <laughs> so I don't, from my chatting with her, I don't think she has any access to mega bitch in terms of being mean to me or anyone, but, uh, but she can, she can show it in the eyebrows. That's, that's what she's got, but she's also a striker, right? Yeah. On she, the field. Yeah, she's a, she was, you know, back in her playing days, um, she graduated from Michigan state, I think in 2018 or 2018 was her last season. I forget the fall spring stuff, but she was the captain at Michigan state. You know, she happened to come here for dental school and then happened to hear about our tryout and just showed well. And she's one of those veterans who will add a really good, um, level of experience in the locker room like you said she literally leaves our training and goes and works on dental patients like she's like fully <laughs> like a year away from being a dentist like she's just she's just a you know just a badass that way like all of her siblings are also doctors like it's just an absurd <laughs> high achieving family um and then yeah up top honestly there's just a ton of talent up front i mean morgan turner was a five-year player over at DePaul. She's a Minnesota um, uh, player. She, you know, played for now go for head coach Aaron Chastain for those four years. If you want sort of a fun uh, connection point, Morgan, I mean, Morgan will just produce. She just does score. Like and we're going to, you know, because we've got Morgan Stone and Turner, um, we've got the Turner and Stone connection. If they both are, are starting there. Yeah. I feel like Stone is going to be feeding Turner some, some uh, finishable balls. There's a buddy cop thing somewhere in there that we'll we'll have to work out. We'll we'll find a way or uh or they're like I don't know. I'll put it on the content list for uh Brenna our uh, communications. Well, yeah, Brenna Brenna obviously is listening to this. She listens to everything we do. Obviously, yep. she's listening. Um, the yeah, and then Maya Hansen, who I mentioned earlier, she's you know a stud over at South Dakota State. She's a Minnesota player. She just again like she and Morgan Turner just produce like they just scoring translates and they bring the scoring you know like the first day at training Maya Hansen is sort of like a low-key vibe like even her posture on the field is sort of like she's just she's kind of doing her thing and then out of nowhere she'll just like fire a shot upper 90 where it's like oh okay okay yeah, well, Maya and Maya's, Maya's certainly like the shortest of this bunch we have a pretty big uh, -huh. uh big attacking uh -huh. unit and um she's kind yeah. of got that uh short quick stealthy ninja vibe to her she yeah and she the funny thing is our team doesn't have that many sort of look-alike players a lot of times when you cover like a college age team by default players are somewhat similar looking because like similar ages similar whatever but maya hansen and yelena zbilich it was the first day of training other players were noticing like they're kind of like the the fake sisters of the team. So there will be a mix up factor for fans when you're like, when you're watching Yelena or Maya, but Yelena usually has the, the head, like a headband or a pre-rat band. That's a, that's a hint for you. Um, and they, Bennett, at least they put play, at least Yelena plays defense and Maya plays up top. So at least they'll uh, be far, far away. You're, well, you're going to see, I think Yelena will get forward. There will be moments. There will be moments right. of confusion, but, um, Jill Bennett, we mentioned earlier, you know, she played at Utah Tech um, for, you know, former Gopher star Molly Rouse and for now, you know, Aurora assistant Jenny Clark. And she's just like, she's just an absolute chiller. Like she's a ceramics teacher. She's just like the coolest person. Yeah, she teaches like ever. high school ceramics or? 
She, yeah, she got that. Uh, she, I think somewhat recently found out she got that job out in Utah. And I said, wow, you're only teaching ceramics. Like you get to do that all day. And she's like, remember Utah is pretty into ceramics. And I sort of burst out laughing. <laughs> um, but she's just a really good attacker on the outside. I mean, she's just, she ran through people like three times in one scrimmage and then someone did rightfully remind me that her nickname is, you know, the train. Cause she just like keeps going and will just run through you. Um, but she's just super, you know, super fun to watch. I mean, there's, there's a ton of attackers on this roster. Honestly, Abby Brantner from St. Thomas is, you know, if you watch St. Thomas last year, you know, she just has a nonstop motor. She can be super fun to watch. She can press high. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be a good mix. So we run through a few of the basic narratives here of, of the players um, trying to, trying to give at least what to look for in these players. Um, what are the question marks right now as we've kind of gone through the first few weeks of training and we're getting ready for this game uh is it injuries i mean we do you mentioned that the um the rap trio um the the triple rap i, yeah. I, I haven't figured out what the nickname is here you guys can, can work right. on that um what they they haven't even shown up for us yet right because they were in right. their own tournament that uh that just got done yeah. um but what what are the other question marks that's well, I mean, that is part of part of it is like what you just said. It's just that summer leagues like this always have a little bit of chaos because of that. When do players arrive? How do you build chemistry? And and then how do you sort of once you have that chemistry, actually fine tune tactical pieces on the field? And so, you know, it'll be frankly part of the wild card is you know, we're building our chemistry from scratch is how quick are we doing it compared to other teams? Like what challenges do they have? How do we adjust to other teams? And it's been that thing of you're training against each other, training against each other over and over. And what does it now look like when you're training a team that, you know, doesn't know what you're sending at them or you're training a team that has their own strengths that you have to counter. And so I think Thursday will be really exciting for that reason. Cause you know, green Bay's coming in, they're going to have a really interesting mix of folks. They actually have some Minnesotans on their roster. You know, they're a really cool club. Traders. And come in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We'll, exactly. brand, we'll find them and brand them all uh, as traders from, um, I, yeah, let's just, let's just let the record show that one of us talked about branding human beings, but it wasn't I, me. I, I'm <laughs> metaphorically branding. Jesus. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, I think a big thing will be um, how does that combination play, you know, between the lines look against an opposing team? And then also, you know, these leagues have specific subbing rules. So, for instance how do you develop a rotation game to game that helps maintain the player health and like deal with, deal with that, but then also build consistency. So that tension point of like, okay, you can use seven subs. There's no re-entry. So like there's similar to the pros, there's no re-entry as opposed to other summer leagues or college or high school. So how do you sort of, you know, split time amongst equally talented players. And then how also do you give players enough time to build that chemistry? So that tension point will live sort of uh, throughout. Yeah. Are there any other rules that people should know about uh, that, that will make it, is it like the, like they're not going to throw on us like the college rules of like the, the clock counts up or, or, or down. I mean, sorry. Right. Right. No. Um, the, so it's, it should feel pretty similar to when you watch, um, a pro level game. And I think that's intentional. I think, mm -hmm. you know, the league didn't want to have re-entry because, you know, re-entry is very synonymous with, you know, uh, college and high school and, mm -hmm. and, 
and youth. Well, and this is a and pre-professional so, league, right? We're getting, yeah. yeah. And we want, we want players to get used to like, sure, there are subs, you know, so like having subs makes sense, but you know, the sort of when you sub, that's a, that's a permanent change that being part of the game, but no, otherwise I don't think there's any dramatic rules. I mean, you know, there's no extra time there. There are ties in the regular season. This is similar to like a, you know, a, a pro level or a, you know, a group stage game. So um, we, you know, you know, the game will be 90 minutes. Like the, the clock does not run uh, down or whatever. Uh, so it'll, it'll, I think it'll feel very similar to other high level soccer you watch. I think, um, you know, the, it'll be most fun for us to finally see the opposing teams and see how these things work. But I think um, our crew, you know, just, they've looked really good. I mean, they, they, they're looking more together all the time. I watch them most days and um, I think this team is going to be fun as hell. Like I, I just think they're going to be really fun to cheer for. There's so many players who I think will be, even if all you follow is like statistics or like those kind of pieces, I think you're going to see a lot of players who are statistically productive. Like you're going to see multiple players get on the board. You are going to see like goals come from run of play set pieces, like different mm. players in run of play, different phases of the game. Like you are going to see a ton of different types of, a, of like angles of attack and different players contributing. And so I think this is going to be just a really cool crew for folks to, you know, to adopt and to, to cheer for and buy merch for and all that. Well, the season kicks off May 26th. Um, if you have not gotten your home opener ticket, then it might be too late. I think that there are 130 tickets left, something like that. Um, by the time you listen to this, I think it'll be sold out, which is pretty freaking cool. It's pretty, yeah. um, I won't say it was beyond our imagination at the beginning, but it was on the high levels of uh, what we were aspiring to. And it's really cool to hit those um, benchmarks. It's cool to be at, we went to Sea Salt the other night with some of the players and staff and uh the guy at the register was like uh because um, i was one of the first ones there it was like oh what do you so what do you what brings you here tonight i was like well there's this women's soccer team he's like minnesota aurora i'm going to that game so uh i didn't get his name but he seemed cool he seemed very cool and young and when i see like cool and young dudes who are into uh going to a, a women's soccer game out in egan that that is pretty awesome so i made sure i, I was like please tell all the players who come through that you're going to that game. It'll make their days. And the 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 players have been so blown away by like walking around and seeing Aurora things or like, you know, Sarah gets uh recognized and things and oh, yeah. they're like I, I didn't know this this could happen. I mean, and and for folks like you said, for folks who are yeah, I had a moment where I was wearing an Aurora shirt and the guy kitty corner for me on the street he has no idea what involvement I have with the club. He just yelled nice shirt to me across the yeah. street the other day. You know, like there's yeah. just people who know, know about the club. And I think for folks who are looking to go to a game, I mean, the the first one, as we said, is almost certain to sell out in the next, you know, 30 seconds. But the all of these games are really going to be full enough where the game day environment is going to be an absolute blast. And so if you're not able to go to the first one because it's sold out or you can't make it, all of these games are going to be really fun because yeah. every one of them will feel full. It will feel loud. Like I don't think any of our players as even as famous as Sarah is and how many places she's been, I'm not sure any of our players or coaches have ever played in front of like 6,000. Maybe not before. soccer. Uh, Sarah has definitely played in front of well, a lot of people <laughs> as it, a kicker. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 turns, it turns out SEC football gets a few fans yeah, here yeah, or there. So Sarah has played in front of that many people, but, 
it's even our coaching staff, you know, Jenny Clark, I think said she had one game in Germany that was 9,000, but like this experience yeah. is going to be unique and it will be unique for fans. And so it is going to be really fun. Well, it's been it's been pretty awesome putting together something that has gotten people so excited. It's it's definitely a humbling process when you see how um, into um, the team people have gotten. The let's just say this about the rest of the season. It's a twelve game season, so it's mega short. It kicks off May twenty sixth. I think our last home game, at least, is like June twenty sixth or something like that. Um, and then, you know, we have this region, it goes f- as far south as Caw Valley, which is basically outside of, it's on the Kansas side of Kansas City, St. Louis, we've got two teams in Chicago, Green Bay, I don't think I missed anyone. And then, you know, then we're hoping that we get, you know, our plan is we all want to be in the playoffs and we all want to be spending July traveling to Detroit City or something like that. Um, and Indeed. so... We're, we're looking at you, Indy. Yeah, Indy 11, you think you're tough. Uh, we'll revive that old rivalry from uh, from the men's game from years ago. So, um, everyone, thank you for joining us. Um, this is such an exciting pleasure to talk about this team. It's going to be so exciting to be out there. And um, uh, I'll be I'll be moving around, doing some high fives all throughout the game, uh, helping the merch, and then uh, doing uh, – I'm, I'm since I'm chief – of vibes at the team. I've got to move around and get the vibes everywhere and do vibes checks. Um, uh, what, what do you, where are you going to be during the game? I, I am, I am in no control of the vibes. I, you know, Wes has had the vibes. I have zero control over vibes. I will be up in the broadcast booth, uh, working with our, um, announcers on the stream. So Kelly Schultz from up, you know, does games for BSU and called the white caps, uh, women's hockey games. And then, Kylie Coleman. Obviously, you can't have a soccer set up in Minnesota without without a Coleman. It's actually so contractually. Kylie, that's true. It's just a. It's in the contract. It's um, in the. It's in the Minnesota Constitution. Yeah. And so Kylie Kylie will be doing color commentary, and Kelly will be doing play by play, and I will be their their junior helper uh, up in the box. And so it's going to be a blast. And if you can't come, we really, you know, we're fingers crossed knock on all the wood but we think our broadcast is going to be really really top shelf and really good production team really good announcers and really great product on the field so feel free to tune in there yeah if you're uh, if you're going to be a fan from a distance you can go no matter what country wherever you are what galaxy um go to wcco they'll have it in their app and on their website they'll be streaming it live our away games are always dictated by the other teams so the quality I, we don't know um there may be one one game as well i believe one that won't be broadcast live it'll be just um broadcast yeah. later um but it'll all be online um through through i believe it's it's a called 11 is the um the website that streams so that's that's it folks we'll let you go and um we'll see you out there on thursday or throughout the throughout the month of june at, at some of these games <laughs>